You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 27. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer, cycle instructor, and fitness ambassador. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, team. This is Kim Eagle, and this podcast is designed to help you get your fitness and nutrition and health to the very next level. I do not believe in fad diets or detoxes or overpriced shakes. I believe in real food, real exercise, and living a healthy way of life. So with all my podcast episodes, those are the type of topics I try to bring to you to help you live that awesome, healthy way of life. Now, let's start today about talking about injuries. So someone had posted on Facebook that they wanted to know how I stay so injury-free. I better knock on wood right now, right? Knock, knock. So I don't get a lot of injuries, thank goodness. And I have to say that I do follow certain steps to prevent injury, and I want to share those with you because if you are someone who is working out or if you're an athlete and you love being able to work out, of course, and you hate getting injured because there's nothing worse than getting injured and then having to stop your entire workout program. It's like you feel like you're going to get behind. You feel like you're going to gain weight. And it's sort of more stressful on top of the actual injury just knowing that you can't exercise. So there are several things you can do to make sure that you lessen those chances of injury. So I want to talk about injuries today. First of all, how about let's talk about the five most common injuries that are typically seen. Did you know the most common injury is the sprain? So people who sprain their wrists, their ankles, and their knees, that is the most common type of injury that is seen for for people who do sports and athletes and working out, things like that. The sprain is actually what they see the most, which is pretty common, unfortunately. And a sprain occurs when a ligament, and that ligament is actually a band of connective tissue that attaches bone to other bones. And when that connective tissue tears or overstretches. So I've had it happen. I Lots of friends and clients have had it happen. You know when you're going out for a jog and you roll your ankle? There is nothing worse. I have done this before. I have caught myself in the roll so I didn't get a full sprain, but the next day I feel that stretched sort of ligament connective tissue in the ankle, and if it goes too far, then you get the full sprain. And so that's probably one of the most common injuries, and that's what I would call like an acute injury. Like you went out and you did something, you fell down, you tripped on a curve, and those kind of injuries absolutely suck. Let's just leave it at that, but they do happen. And the number two injury that happens, or I should say the joint that it happens to the most, whether it be a sprain or any kind of injury, is the knee. So they said that the number one part of the body that they see injured is the knee, which I thought was really interesting. It is the largest joint in the body. It's made up of bones and cartilage, ligaments and tendons. There's a lot that can go wrong in the knee, especially, unfortunately, for runners. There's so much impact when you run on your back and on your knees. So they definitely see the highest amount of injuries in the actual knee joint. 
One of the third most common injuries that is seen is the shin splint. Again, very common with runners. Doesn't always have to be with runners, but the shin splint is so common. And the shin splint is when you get that pain along the shin bone, which is your tibia area. It kind of hurts when you flex the foot. And often a shin splint is actually from wearing the wrong shoes. So either the wrong shoe or you've been wearing the shoe forever and you need new running shoes. It could even be you need a new cross trainer shoe, even if you're not a runner. Sometimes if you're starting to experience that shin pain, it's often because of the shoe. So that's an easy thing to fix. And I always tell people, if you even start to get just a little glimmer of a sensation in your shins, ask yourself really quickly, how long have you been wearing those shoes? And now it's gonna be different for everyone, but a runner might change their shoes every three months if they're really running a lot. Could be three months, could be six months, but honestly, if you're wearing a shoe over six months and you're starting to feel a little something in your shins, it's usually a great sign that you need to change your shoes out right away. Do not wait because there's nothing worse than that sensation of pain in your shin area. And actually, if you let it get really bad, it can take a long time for it to go away. Running on hard surfaces can often give you shin splints as well. So running on a trail is going to be a little bit softer of an impact. So that's another thing you can do if you tend to get shin splints is think about where you're running. The fourth most common injury they see are fractures. Now, I don't see fractures very often with my clients, but sometimes a really strong athlete client of mine will get a stress fracture. And what that means is these stress fractures are when you have repeated stress on a bone over time. Again, unfortunately, it's runners who see this. Running, unfortunately, is the most high impact sport on the body. It's just that constant impact and jolting on the back and the knees, on the tibia, on the feet. So stress fractures can often occur for runners. Again, other kind of sports too, but you're going to see it the most in the runners. I've had clients who get stress fractures in their feet, in their tibia. That's probably the most common spots that they'll see it. My recommendation to you is if you're starting to have pain in your foot, in your heel, in your tibia, anywhere, get it checked out right away because let's make sure it doesn't turn into a fracture because it might be starting as one but not actually turned into a full stress fracture yet. Maybe there's something you're going to be able to do to prevent it. So fractures are the fourth most common thing they see. The fifth most common injury they see, I have never had a client with this, but it is definitely happens, is a dislocation. So these are probably going to be my skiers, right? I, my nephew actually dislocated his collarbone that happens. Uh, obviously, if you fall off your bike, you have an actual accident, that's about when you're more likely to get a dislocation. Certainly not as common. So the type of injuries that we're talking about today on the podcast are just for my, my basic clients out there who are working out, my athletes who are the runners, the swimmers, the bikers, things like that. The most common type of things you're going to see are those sprains and potential stress fractures as well. Now, how do you know if you have an injury? So all the time I have clients 
email me and they say, well, this, you just so you know, I woke up today and my shoulder's really hurting or my back is hurting, my thighs are hurting, my hamstrings are hurting. How do you know if it's an actual injury versus just sore muscles? Because a sore muscle definitely hurts. I mean, you sit down, sometimes you work legs and man, you can't even sit down on the toilet or stand up off the toilet, right? But a muscular soreness is not an injury. So when we're working out, especially when we're lifting weights, those muscles are actually tearing. That's what's going on as you build that muscle. And so you're going to feel that that sensation of being sore the next day and especially the second day. Now, sometimes it is hard to tell, did I pull something or is this just a sore muscle? For instance, right now, my left hamstring is giving me a bit of a sensation. It feels like just a sore muscle, but I only have it on one side. And I was filming Studio 512 yesterday and did kind of a funny move. And I think I might have just strained my hamstring a little bit. I think it's a strain versus just a sore muscle because for one, it's only on one side. And often if I'm doing an exercise or if I'm doing some kind of workout, I would normally feel it on both sides. So only feeling it on one side could mean that you have a slight injury, a slight pull, a strain. It doesn't necessarily have to be a tear or anything terrible or a sprain or a fracture. Right now it feels like I just pulled something. Well, how do you know? Well, I always give it a day or two. If it doesn't resolve in a day or two, then at that point I'm thinking, okay, I've done something to this muscle. I did pull it. Maybe I did tear, something like that. Always give it a day or two. And then if you're still having the same amount of pain, I recommend you see the doctor right away because at that point I'm thinking it's more of an injury. So muscle soreness is not an injury, but it is something that you have to recognize and be aware of. I would not work a muscle group if it is sore. That's something to think about as well. So if you're sore, take a little time off at least of that muscle group. But if that soreness is continuing and not getting better, then you have to ask yourself if potentially there is an injury there. Now, if you do get injured, what should you do? If you do roll that ankle or you pull your back lifting something or you fall and you now have, you know, a hematoma on your leg and it's bruised or whatever it might be, if you do get injured, there are some things that you want to do right away. The first thing most people know, it's called RICE. So R-I-C-E, you want to rest it, you want to ice it compress and elevate. You basically need to do that immediately when you have an injury. That is the best thing you can do. Rice is rest, ice, compress, and elevate. Then again, if you know it's an injury, and often we know if it's an injury, you know, if you rolled that ankle or you lifted that weight for shoulders and you heard something pop, or how about this one? This one's happened to me in your calf muscle. I was doing a step class way back when, back in the day, and I literally felt a snap like someone shot me in my calf muscle. It felt like literally a bullet hit my calf muscle. So I felt that snap and then I could not walk. Like I could not flex or point my toe. It was very obvious that I did something very bad to my calf muscle. If something like that happens to you, you need to go to the doctor. All right. I always say, go to the doctor. Let's get it checked out. Information about this injury is 
key to getting better quicker. I have a lot of clients, a lot of friends that are always like, I'm going to hold off on going to the doctor. I'm going to give it a few more days. I'm going to give it a couple weeks. You can do that, but I don't recommend it if you're physically in pain, the pain is preventing you from walking properly or sleeping, whatever it might be, the quicker we know what the problem is, the quicker we can treat it and get well. So I'm not a big fan of put off the doctor for a week, two weeks, see how it goes. I am a fan of if it still hurts in one to two days and it that pain is not getting better each day, Go to the doctor, let's see what it is right away. Another thing you want to ask yourself if you are injured is what kind of pain is it? Is it a sharp pain? Because that's something that's important that you're going to need to tell your doctor. Is it sort of a dull, aching pain? Maybe it's more muscular and achy. Is it a burning pain? So a burning pain is often associated with nerve pain. So any of you out there who've had sciatic pain, you might feel a burning in your hips. That is generally a nerve pain. Again, these are not things that you want to ignore. If you have burning pain and that burning pain is not going away, there's a nerve that could be getting damaged more and more. So again, I'm going to recommend go see the doctor and make sure they know what kind of pain that you are experiencing. And then the last thing that you can do if you are injured is you need to stop doing any exercise that will contribute to more pain in that body part. So what do I mean? I'm not saying you have to stop working out, but depending on where the injury is, you might have to stop working out. So if you did hurt your knee, your knee has pain, it's inflamed, it's got sharp pain, you cannot walk on it. Well, okay, what can you do? You, maybe you can lift upper body. Maybe you can always stay seated and you can work shoulders and biceps and triceps, maybe even some back. Perhaps you can even do some chest. Anything where you're not putting pressure on that knee, well, yeah, I think that's fine. You could continue to do that. Uh, another thing is if you hurt, let's say what? Depends what it is. But if you hurt something in the lower body and you can't run anymore, well, can you bike? Because when I hurt my calf, and just so you know, I did tear something when I did that. If you hear a popping sound, it often is a tear. Uh, if you, when I did that, I could not walk, I could not run, but I could do cycle class. It did not bother my calf at all. I felt zero pain in a cycle shoe doing a cycle class. So I was able to continue to do that until that tear to basically healed all the way. So you can ask yourself, what workouts can you do where that body part that's injured will not hurt at all? Now, you have to really be honest with it though. If it hurts a little bit when you ride a bike, no, you cannot do it because any pain at all is, is your body telling you that something is wrong. It needs to be fixed or it needs time to heal. And by constantly putting more stress on that injury, all you're doing is preventing the injury from healing properly. So there can be no pain and no sensation if you are going to exercise with an injury. But there's lots of great exercises out there that you can do that you might not even think of. Swimming is a great one for a lot of people who are injured. They can't run, but they can swim. There's no impact in swimming. So you can get that killer workout from swimming. So don't just assume, oh my gosh, I hurt my knee, I hurt my calf, I'm out for the month. No, there may be other things that you can do while you're healing. Now, what can you do if you're injured? 
so that you don't get out of shape? Well, like I just said, you can find some kind of cross train that's not going to hurt the injury so that you can keep your body moving. And that might even be walking. So if you hurt your shoulder and you're still, you're not a runner, but you're not able to do a lot of the activities you did because of your shoulder, I don't care if you're walking every day. Walk hills, walk at a fast pace, get your heart rate up. Do something so that you're continuously still moving the body, getting the heart rate up, and you don't have to lose all of that cardiovascular shape just because you have an injury. So again, it always depends on what the injury is. But I will say this, if your doctor gives you a diagnosis and then says, my recommendation is that you do not run on this for two months or you do not lift any weights because of your back for two months or whatever it might be. If your doctor gives you that order, you must listen to the doctor. They have this job for a reason. You went to the doctor for a reason. The worst thing you can do is go to your doctor and then ignore what they're telling you. Because what happens is some of these injuries I see clients have, they never really go away 100%. And it's usually because they didn't listen to their doctor. They did not let the injury truly heal. And there's nothing worse than that nagging chronic pain. That nagging chronic pain is usually because you just did not give the injury the full chance it needed to heal. So please always listen to your doctor. If you are going to work out, you have to make sure it does not affect the injured area at all, okay? Those are the two most important things that you can do if you do get injured. Now, of course, everybody always says to me, but now I'm going to gain weight. I can't work out or I can't work out as hard as I did before. I have some news for you. You cannot gain weight from not working out. Let me say that again, because this one people are like, oh, I guess you're right. But let me say it again. You cannot gain weight because you are not working out. That not working out does not cause weight gain. Guess what causes weight gain? Eating too much and eating poor quality foods. That is what causes weight gain. So what I typically see is people get injured, then they get kind of blue and depressed about it, so they throw in the towel and think, I'm just going to eat anything I want, and they sort of have a pity party, if you know what I mean. I mean, this is reality, right? They have a pity party. I, I think we've all been there. And they say, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm injured. There's no point in eating healthy. It's not true. You can probably lose more weight if you don't work out and you just really get zoned in on healthy eating. Because the reality of exercise is, I say it all the time, exercise is stress on your body. Stress causes cortisol release and cortisol release makes losing weight more difficult, right? So I'm not telling people who wanna lose weight not to work out, but I do tell them not to overtrain because those people who are working out two, three hours a day are the ones who are having a much more difficult time losing weight because it's just too much on the body. So you can think of your injury as a great time to really get dialed in and focused to your healthy eating, maybe shed some of those pounds you needed to lose, but we're struggling with that. And then when your injury is all healed, you might just be five to 10 pounds less which might even be better for you when you go out for that run. Maybe being overweight actually caused some of your injury. It's very hard on the back and hard on the knees, the feet, the ankles to be a runner if you're very overweight. That's asking a lot of your body. So 
Again, I just don't want you to throw in the towel if you get injured and think that, oh, now I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to get out of shape. All my effort's going to go to pot. You know, it's not true. You can continue to keep your progress going. Now, how do I personally prevent getting injured? It's something that I'm definitely very focused on because working out is a huge part of my life. If I didn't have working out, honestly, I would not be in the mental state that I am today. It's not just physical for me. It's very mental. It definitely perks me up. If I, if I were to say I lean, I don't want to say I lead towards depression, but I would say I, you know, I probably lean that way more than not. And so if I don't exercise, then I think I feel more blue more often. I'm certainly not depressed by any means, but I think you know what I'm saying. The exercise really boosts me in a positive direction for my day. So because of that, I don't want to get injured. So here are the things that I do to make sure that I don't get injured. And this is what I recommend for you to prevent injury. The first thing you do is you cross train. As you all know, I am a triathlete, so I swim, I bike, I run. And when I'm not in a heavy triathlon training season, I do yoga and I lift weights. So all of those things are combined into my week. What I see some people do, like a runner runs six to seven days a week, and they're usually always injured. That's because they're generally not cross-training. So I recommend change it up every single day if you can, because cross-training is definitely going to prevent injury. Now, stretching is something I am also a very big fan of, and we've talked about this before, but you don't want to stretch before a workout. You don't want to do static stretching before a workout, but you do want to stretch after a workout to keep the muscles long and just so that you don't get super tight. I will tell you this, research is showing that stretching has nothing to do with getting injured. But I hesitate always to tell people that because I don't want them to be like, oh, great, then I don't need to stretch. I'm not sure. First of all, they're they're saying that more research needs to be done on this. But what they're basically saying is that stretching is not leading to less injury. But my opinion is this. What stretching does is it leads to less aching and nagging areas in your body. Like if I don't stretch, my low back gets really tight. If I go for a long run and I feel it a little bit in my low back and I really do a good stretch after that run, then that nagging sort of chronic feeling in my back goes away. So I know that it is helping. Um, Same with your calves. They get really tight after a workout you want to stretch them, it will definitely help some of that tightness and that pain created. It might not prevent an injury, but it will prevent some overall nagging pain. So there's that on stretching. I do it all the time after any workout. It's very important. Now, the third thing that I do is I make sure that I have proper equipment for whatever sport I'm doing. Now, that goes for shoes. So if I'm running, I make sure that my running shoes are in great condition, that it's a running shoe that was fitted properly for my foot. I've tried many different running shoes until I have found the right running shoe. I make sure that they're not too old. You don't want a six-month-old shoe if you're training for a marathon. Um, So shoes is really important. If you're a biker, a proper bike fit is so important. If you are not fitted properly on that bike, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to have a knee injury, you're going to have a back injury, you're going to have neck pain. So a proper bike fit 
is essential. So definitely make sure whatever equipment you use could even be for swimming. Uh, you know the paddles you use for swimming? Are they the right size for you? Because one that is too big can put a lot of stress on the shoulder. So ask your swim coach, is this the proper size paddle that I should be using? Whatever it is, a proper shoe, a proper bike fit, proper equipment is going to prevent injury. Now the fourth thing I do, I really do this because I value it tremendously. Rest and recovery. You really need to make sure that you're resting and you're recovering. And that could be a full rest day or when I'm in a tri season and I'm training really hard, I can't always take a full day off, unfortunately, but I take what, you know, we have sort of a recovery workout, which is going to be an easy bike ride or an easy run that's short that day. So rest and recovery is absolutely key for the body to prevent injury. And that sort of rolls into my next one, which is sleep. I don't think people value sleep enough in this world. <laughs> and especially if you're an athlete or you're trying to lose weight, sleep is when your body really recovers. And you need, I personally think you need seven to eight hours per night. As an athlete, it is an absolute must. And I get on average eight hours of sleep every single night because it is important to me. Because without that sleep, I know that my body is not recovering. I don't feel good the next day. I'm exhausted. Without that sleep, I cannot have proper performance. If I'm a runner or a triathlete, whatever it is, sleep is so essential for the body. The sixth thing I do is I get massages. Now, yes, I should get them even more regularly, and I'm heading into marathon season, so I'm telling myself that I'm going to get a sports massage once a month. That is going to be my gift to myself. But honestly, to prevent injury, I think that massage is very important. So usually more of like a sports-type massage, but honestly, any kind of massage is really fantastic for your body. Getting in there, Having just 45 minutes to an hour to even just lay on that table with that music on and the nice scent in the room, and it's like the only time your body truly relaxes, it's important. So taking some stress away, getting the massage definitely helps you prevent injury. And then the very last thing that I do to prevent injury, and I want to recommend that you do, you need to honor your body by listening to it. What do I mean by that? I mean, if something is hurting, you need to honor it. Don't work through it. If your heel is hurting because you have plantar fasciitis, don't run on it because that's your body yelling at you that something is wrong here. If your shoulder is hurting, don't go to swim class and push through it because it means that something is wrong in your shoulder and it's only going to get worse if you keep pushing through that pain. So the best thing you can do is Honor your body because this body is amazing and it does amazing things for you all day long, but you're only getting one body, okay? That's all you get in this lifetime. So honor it and listen to it. Be very in tune with what is going on. And if your neck is hurting or something is feeling sort of funny, just recognize what it is so that you can see if it's going to get worse or if it's going to go away so that you can actually Find some resolution so it doesn't turn into an injury, all right? So not listening to your body and not following your doctor's orders will only make an injury turn into a nagging chronic problem that never goes away, and we certainly don't want that. All right, well, that's everything about injuries. I think it's a super important episode today because... 
Way too many people are ignoring their injuries, not listening to their body, not listening to their doctors. And honestly, you're just never going to progress. You're not going to feel good unless you prevent the injuries or at least take care of them fully. So if you have any questions for me, always let me know. Follow Earn That Body on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I am very responsive on there. If you put a question, I'm happy to answer it. If you need fitness or nutrition help, I have all of my programs offered online to clients all over the world. You can check that out at earnthatbody.com. If you just need an amazing workout, make sure you check out shockthatbody.com, where I have the Earn That Muscle four-week program going right now. That's online as well. And if you haven't given me a review yet on iTunes, I would so appreciate it because my goal with the Earn That Body podcast is to spread health and fitness information to as many people as possible. And it's free. So I want to help people as much as I can. The best way for me to reach more people is the more reviews you give me on iTunes, the higher up the podcast goes. And so it's more easily reachable by people when they do a search. So please give me a review. All you have to do is go to iTunes, follow Earn That Body Podcast, make sure you subscribe, and there is a rating and review button. That's it for today. I hope you have an awesome week. Make it healthy, make it happy, and just remember, team, life is short, so go live it fully. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. 